0: two years i was just making videos of you know don russ blaster packs i used one blaster which had 11 packs to get 11 videos uh and i and and you know now we're we're ripping floss in the regular so i guess if you guys got something you want to do just go for it
1: what's up everybody welcome to episode two of the podcast today we have on andrew caroselli of vortex sports cards Andrew Caraselli, he takes a different approach to breaking, he's a young breaker and he does a lot of content, mainly on TikTok. He makes a ton of videos, great videos. He also pulled the Justin Herbert 101 Black Finite Rookie Prism about a month ago, which sold for 1.1 million. I wanted to ask him a little bit about that. I learned a lot throughout the episode and I hope you guys do too. Shout out to Drip for sponsoring the episode. So we got a special guest here today, Andrew Caracelli, Vortex Sports Cards. Why don't you explain what you do in the card, in the sports card world, a little bit about
0: your business? Yeah, what's going on, man? We do, um, see, so yeah, my name's Andrew. I post a ton of videos, try to do a lot of content, um, you know, TikTok, YouTube, Instagram on sports, sports cards. And then we also do a ton of breaking. Uh, VortexSportsCards.com is my site. We do team breaks, division breaks, you know, all that kind of stuff, personal, pretty much you know, 12 18 hours a day. Uh, live on TikTok and Twitch. So kind of have a little two things going and then working on some more cool stuff.
1: I noticed that you're pretty big on TikTok. Have you been on there for a long time and and how did you get so big on there compared to the other platforms?
0: I probably started TikTok about two years ago, almost now. Like I, it was like September, October of, uh, you know, of 2020 is when I, is when I started. I, I started buying a bunch of boxes and Let's go. Like, It'd be cool if I make videos about this. And then it kind of just turned into, yo, can you open those boxes for me on live? And I was like, oh, well, okay, sure. And that's how it kind of turned into but yeah, it's been about two years of just trying to post consistently a couple of times every day. So
1: it started mainly with like just making videos and not even selling anything?
0: Yeah, literally. I, I didn't even do my first break till I had 10,000 followers on there. My first wow. live, And then I, I did a, I just sold a couple boxes I had. And then a while later I did my first break. So yeah, it was it wasn't like the intention of oh, you know, I just need to get a thousand followers and then go live. It was really just like I was just trying to make videos because I, I wanted to make videos to see if people might um want some of my base cards that I was pulling. So I was just opening boxes for fun. I didn't have any money. Um so I was just making videos to try and, you know, about sports cards. I like sports cards. Okay, maybe, you know, I can make the video, something happens, people want to buy these base cards I'm pulling that I open in the videos. Like I was just opening packs for fun. I was like, this might, you know, this is the only way I can do it. I like opening packs. So <laughs> that's what we did.
1: Your content is really, really good. Did you have experience making
0: content in, in other
1: fields, or you just started with cards making content?
0: Um, I've been making videos probably since I was like 10 or 11. You know what I mean? I was always watching, like, people on YouTube. So I tried, like I, – I had, like, an unboxing channel. I had, like, a gaming channel. Like I've just tried a bunch of things. So, I mean, I don't even think it's that good yet, but I appreciate that. Um, But, yeah, I mean, I've I've definitely – done some stuff with that before like i tried to make a tiktok before not about cards but just in general it's so, like i have an idea of how it all works and what kind of you need to do but i appreciate that yeah
1: no you're very energetic and you you you're smooth with it which i, I like a lot which which is very good so yeah, fast forward fast forward to now how does how is the breaking operation kind of look like now like what do you guys do on a daily basis
0: now I mean, yeah, now we're doing, I mean, we're shipping out a couple hundred packages every morning. We got about seven guys now, I think, or I think eight, actually. I just hired, I just had to hire a couple more uh, this past week. We're doing a lot more memorabilia these days. So I uh, had to get a couple extra guys for, for shipping. We're trying to, uh, we're getting a Pokemon stream going. I've been working on that for the last couple of months. Um, and we're just, yeah, we're just, we're just expanding. Do you do all your selling through TikTok? Uh, it's through, it's through my website. So we're okay. live on TikTok and Twitch, and then they'll just go to VortexSportsCards.com, buy the spot, and then uh, hop on.
1: Okay, that makes sense. Because TikTok,
0: like I don't, I don't go on TikTok much. I'm more
1: Instagram, YouTube, but TikTok's obviously getting bigger. So yeah. I'm, I'm noticing more on there, but it seems like TikTok's a great place to, to get. There's not as many breakers on there, I don't think, right, at, at the moment. There's definitely
0: a lot more now. There's probably more on TikTok than whatnot right now. Really? There are, yeah, There, are, there there's a lot of people that are, that are doing it. A lot, a lot of good guys on there too. Um, but it's definitely the reason because of that is it's easier to kind of start there, I think, is because it's such a, like the algorithm will push you more. Like if you just start posting on Instagram and go live without anything else, you're probably not gonna get anyone on there these days, right? Instagram isn't gonna push your stuff organically. Um, maybe reels a little bit now, but not, especially on posts and stuff. TikTok, you post a video. One of my videos could get a million views or it could get like 10,000 or it could get like 2,000 or it could get. Why none. do you think that is? That's just their algorithm. That's just, and that's why it's successful because anyone can post and anyone can go viral. Like that's, that's just the way TikTok works. That's why it's been like this. But now that they're introducing more ads and this happened with Facebook too, uh, the organic algorithm, the organic reach is going to start to go down. So we're kind of in like the, so you got to like really, really put into it now if you want to get out of it, because uh, once businesses and companies start paying, you know, for that ad space, when you swipe, it's not just a random person in Ohio, it's going to be, you know, Nike, then you're going to be competing with them. So then you're going to have to make better videos and not everyone's going to be able to go viral off a random video.
1: That makes sense. So it's kind it's like, you literally have to look at it like, Not that many people were making videos, so you had a better chance to go viral. Now it's more people, so you have to make better videos to go viral, pretty much.
0: Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I I feel like none none of mine ever really like. I never really got super super viral. A lot of my videos, um, it's kind of just been like a slow grind for me. It feels like I never had like a huge shot up. Last few years, it was just it was just slow trying to post two, three, five times a day. Like the more if you post, if you post decent videos ten times a day in a couple months, you're it's kind of hard to not be somewhere successful. So consistency like That's what consistency is the biggest thing. Yeah. For TikTok or for for everything on social media. I would media? say for life consistency is the biggest thing. <laughs> anything anything you really want to do even if you're not doing it great on one day like going to the gym. Go to the gym one day and have not a great workout is better than not going to the gym,
1: right? <laughs> no, you're 100% right that social media algorithms seem like they teach you real life like that's what they're trying to portray. They might yeah. have been you know consistency is uh consistency is king there so has the vision changed for the company since you started it versus now because i feel like it i feel like it has based on what you're saying
0: um i mean when i first started like well i'd say once i really realized okay like this is a this this is a real thing and i started t- taking it really serious which was by the third stream right like it was a week after my first like the first stream we did we less than seven hours and i sold out everything i had and i was like, okay that's that's something, right? There's something here. Um, so after a couple of those, that's kind of when I was like, okay, the goal is kind of to just to just keep going. I didn't start with any money. So like, I think I had like $300. So I had to kind of flip my way up to be able to even put stuff on the table to afford. Like I didn't have like, so I, I didn't have like, you know, capital, I didn't have an investment. So it was just flipping and flipping and flipping So now we're at the point where we can have a bunch of stuff on the shelves. But yeah, I mean, the goal is just keep growing, you know, add more streams, a lot more content is my goal. That's what I personally like doing most is the videos. So, I mean, we, we have a lot of cool things that's that's going on. I have a lot of you know my my, my big plan will be just a you know huge content machine that we're, we also do a ton of sports, sports podcast, sports cards. Like, I think it, I think it can be a really cool entertainment sports cards. Like all they're all wrapped together, all wrapped in one. So that's kind of my goal for the future. Is just uh, for right now is is getting those getting some of the, the the team more built out. We need more we need more people, and then uh, you know just keep grinding. I
1: 100% agree with you. I think it's, the world is kind of shifting towards like content being just so big right now and and video making is so important. So besides that though, how many, is your company, it feels like it's mostly people sub like 27. Is that accurate? And is that like, do you try to hire based on on age at all?
0: I don't hire based on age. Uh, Everyone we have, I know. Um, I got two of my cousins. I got a bunch of my friends. Uh, it's all it's all kind of just people that I know of. I don't I I would rather hire people that I know and trust when you're in there dealing with, you know, that's you gotta trust these people if they're dealing in if they're in a breaking room, if they're streaming by themselves. You gotta trust these people. It's a lot of money, a a lot of product out there, right? There's a lot of a lot of stuff can go wrong. So everyone I know, um personally, we're now getting into that point where we're gonna start have to having to hire, you know, outside people. Uh So that's going to be a little, that's going to be, uh, you know, a new experience, but I've tried to keep it, you know, people that I, that, that I know of, you know, that, that want to, that want to work hard, that want to, that want a job. Okay. You want to, you know, you're, you're not doing anything right now. Let's go. And they're all great. Honestly, I, it's, they're insane. A lot of guys, it's just a bunch of guys just want to grind.
1: Yeah. I haven't, I I met you briefly at the, at the national, but your team, your team looks like they look very good. So it's, yeah, thank you. Yeah, they're a bunch of beasts. I think hiring people you know is definitely a better way to go, but it definitely makes it a bit tougher to scale, in my opinion.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, that's what that's what we're we're looking at now. So like now when we're like, all right, now we, we're we're looking at a lot more people, but I know my you know, my core group of guys I can trust. So like that's the biggest thing was, is you know, is trust that because if it's not, you know, family or guys you really know, you know, anyone can do anything.
1: Yeah, no, hundred percent. So the, the big thing that happened to you guys recently, you pulled the Herbert Black 101 Prism, which might be his best card, arguably. It's, it's definitely in his top three. Yeah. Did that have a big impact on, on your business?
0: I mean, that was crazy. That was like, that was a random Wednesday night at about one in the morning when it was a night where I was just kind of tired. And I was like, all right, after this, we're going to go. I'm going to go home and go to sleep. Uh, it was about one in the morning. Wow. Herbert 101. Like that was just it was so crazy because it was just out of nowhere. It was literally, it was literally out of nowhere. Like we've opened a ton of boxes like looking for hunting a certain cards and you don't get them but like just out of nowhere I had one prism hobby box left. I'm like let's throw in the break 2020 and it was just in there. So it, it that was insane and the aftermath was super cool. So much love I got from just everyone who really said anything it was just all love. Uh which is awesome. Appreciate everyone who's who you know even just reached out said congrats. Um but yeah, that that was really cool. A lot of uh a lot of our, you know, videos were doing well. A lot of people were joining, so that definitely was a was a nice boost, and it was a nice boost and just motivation too. Um, I definitely was like, oh wow, like that's really cool. Like we needed something like that. We needed like a big hit like that, and we got it. So that was just a, uh, you know, just proof. Just to keep going, keep going. You're on the right path.
1: How did it feel as opposed to pulling like a normal big card? Like, did you? Was there a big difference? And, and I was like-
0: speechless. I, I I I couldn't I couldn't speak like i i felt it in my stomach i'm like that like this card isn't just a regular card like this is and at the time i said 250,000 that's that's what i said right so obviously we know it's a lot it was a lot more than that so like at the time i'm like like this is i'm holding a house in my hand right i've i've opened a lot of big cards you know 20 30 50 60,000 but that's like that's different it's a different level how many boxes of that product did you rip before you pulled that card man not a lot I, when, when oh. Prism, when 2020 Prism Hobby came out, it was $1,200. I could only afford one box to, to bring back home to the stream. I couldn't, I couldn't afford to get more. I couldn't afford a case. I only had probably 13, 1500 on my bank account. So I went to the card store, bought a box, came home, packed it out. My first box I did the back then we got a, a Herbert auto the first time, which was cool, but man, I maybe ripped. One and a half to two and a half cases total of that. And I don't think I ever bought Prism Hobby by the case i just couldn't afford it so do you like when it was all going out and then i just would buy a couple boxes here and there just to throw in like that was one of those yeah but you you
1: mentioned that you try to rip a little bit for content is that something that you do like you'll see oh there's a big card out there that hasn't been pulled we should try to rip that product to maybe pull that card or, or do you not think like that
0: not for content for the breaks like i'll like if there's like it, it, I can't even think of it off the top of my head, but if there's something that like people were look, we're looking for, oh, it's a new product, whatever. Like I'll put that in the breaks. To to, to the, I rip a ton for videos as well, though. I'll just open like an like certified came out. I opened a box of that. Did a video. Like I open like I open too much. I probably open more than anyone should, uh, especially who sells them. But um, no, I I just love cards, love opening, and I love making the videos. Like I did. We've been doing a lot more of the memorabilia stuff lately. Um, shout out the real autograph guys. They have super cool stuff, helmets, jerseys, mini helmets. So we be doing a ton of that. That stuff's cool. That stuff kind of gets the average sports fan into it, right? That's, that's, that's the goal is to grow the, grow the market, grow the hobby. And when the average sports fan sees, oh, that's actually sick. a signed jersey. I'm, like, I'm into that. That's cool. Oh, he signed cards too. That's really cool. I mean, look into that. So like, that's kind of my goal is to just make these videos that are going to grow and are going to get the average fan into this because like, if you're, if you're a real football fan, there's no way you're not gonna like cards. If you like, if you like sports betting, if you like uh fantasy, if you like all that, like cards are literally right up your alley. It's 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 so much fun. So that's kind of my goals with the videos is is for that.
1: I always say if so, if a sports fan finds the industry, they're not gonna leave because exactly. they, yeah. they love it, but they just don't know that they love it. They need to be exposed to it. Hundred percent. That's exactly how it is. We it seems like we think similar on a lot of topics. Hundred <laughs> percent. Going back to the Herbert, though, is that the kind of card that, like, you can ship? Or, like, did they come pick it up? What was the story after
0: it got pulled? Like, how did it – what happened? I ended up bringing it. Um, I, I brought it, and we, we met up, and I, I hand-delivered it. So, yeah, no, that's not, a, that's not a card you ship. I don't think there's any amount of shipping you can get on a card like that. And even if you did, I don't know, USPS might stick their hand in there.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's, like – I used to say back in the day, if we hit like a 30, 40 K car, like I'm not shipping it. Like we have to meet up or whatever, but like, yeah, that, that's the definition of that. Like you, you oh, have yeah. to
0: apply to the person. Yeah. You do not, uh, you do not ship a car like that. Even, I mean, when I think we, anything, it's like over 10, we talk to the, we talk to the customer about like, all right, like, are you, if, they, if they're cool with it, sometimes they'll request it, you know, sometimes they don't want to come sometimes, I'll, I'll meet them if it's depending on where it is. But yeah, when, when it comes to those bigger cards, you don't, I do not trust the post office with those. So you used to like, you used to literally like, let's say spend a thousand
1: on products, sell it for 1200, then reinvest your 1200, sell it for 1400, then just do it over and over again. Yep. But now, are you are you finding yourself keeping more inventory on hand or are you kind of doing the same thing, buying, selling, and then buying again?
0: Uh, I mean a little bit of both now. So now we're at the point where we can, we're all, I'm always going to have something on the, on the table, on the shelf. Cause like we have a morning stream, which is 10 AM to about four or 5 PM. And then we have a a night stream, which is about 7 PM. to like, I think he went to like three, 4 AM last night. Um, so we try to do two a day. So those always have to be stocked. So, uh, I'm not blowing the whole bank account on product, but I'm always going to have something on that shelf. So it's, you know, I'll buy a big run. And then once we're like halfway through, just rebuy. So I, you know, now I'm able to do that where before it was even if I could have sold 20 more, I couldn't because I only had one. And then, and then you had to wait like two, three days for the money to transfer, then go buy it. So like it was a it was a grind back then. It definitely took uh, definitely took a while to kind of get to this point. But we're about to we're about to pass two years, I think, uh, November something. I don't know the date, but it's November something. It's crazy. Where are you located? Uh, right outside Philly. So I'm from Philly. And then we moved kind of right outside to the suburbs uh, when I was 16. So that's where we're at right now.
1: Nice. I actually went to Penn State. I know a lot of Philly people, but I'm... I'm oh, not. really? Maine? Yeah.
0: Yeah, got a lot of friends there.
1: Yeah, I mean, we're proud. What are you, 20, 22, 23? I'm 20, yeah. 20?
0: Wow. Yeah. I'm 26. Yeah, I'm going to the uh, Ohio State game this weekend.
1: Oh, no way. Is it... It's in Penn State this weekend?
0: Yeah, yeah, this Saturday.
1: Wow, that's always a big game. Yeah, it's gonna be cool so that's switching funny. back what
0: that's funny you went there
1: yeah sense. no it's it's i'm not really like i'm not really diehard penn state but like i, I obviously like them but yeah I, I do know a lot of philly people in, in pittsburgh obviously <laughs> yeah
0: no a lot of my a lot of buddies go there
1: so do you do any card shows or do you do anything like traveling wise for the
0: business yeah. So we go to, like, we went to the national, we went to the national the previous year as well. You know, we went to Dallas, we went to the Burbank show in LA. Um, there's a couple more we went to. I honestly can't even think off the top of my head. Like I will go to a couple a year, honestly, I don't really go and set up and sell singles. It's just not our business. Right. So I'm not going there to make money. I'm going there literally just to maybe buy Marketing. some stuff I like and, and make some connections. Uh, that's pretty much it. So yeah, we definitely will travel. I mean, I'm not, we're definitely not packing up every weekend to go to a show. Um, I was at I was at the LA show and then I think the it was the weekend before or after, then I went to uh I had to go to Tampa for something. So it was like four flights within f- four or five days. And that was like a month. That was a i was like a couple months ago, I think. So when I then I was like, all right, I'm taking a break from flying. I love traveling. I'm just I hate I hate flying. So I love going to the different shows. It's just not necessarily the most uh, you know, it's not our business i'm not gonna go make money so whenever i can oh and there's a ton of like local ones i'll go to as well um so i guess that, that counts there's like the philly shows is, is a great one i really like that show um i go to that forge. one That's every couple months sorry valley
1: forge has one I think. yeah they
0: actually just moved it it was at uh so it, it was been at the valley forge the last one we just went to it was at um man i don't know where it was but it wasn't as good as the valley forge in my opinion but wherever it was it was like in a warehouse um, so that, but that's a really good show. A lot of, a lot of vendors there. So yeah, I mean, we'll definitely go to shows, but it's more to kind of just meet people. So how, so
1: when you compare like going to shows marketing wise versus social media, social media is a no brainer way better. Uh, oh yeah. It?
0: Shows isn't, shows isn't for marketing shows is to just meet other people in the industry that like you, now we're on the call, right? So it's, it's just meet people. And then we, a ton of people come up and say, yo, love your videos, which is like super cool. I love meeting people like that. Uh, it's just it's just meet people, buy some cards, make some like oh, we we make content there as well. So like I guess you could put it hand in hand. But yeah, so shows are for the content; it's for the people.
1: That's no, that's the way it should be. I, I agree with that hundred percent.
0: And I'll buy up. A, I'll buy up a, a couple Jalen Hurts cards when I'm there.
1: <laughs> I don't know if you saw, but I in Del Mar the other week, and I literally spent like fifteen K on Jalen
0: Hurts. He's still deep he's so cheap I've been, right? I've been buying him since he was drafted because i'm an eagles fan and i was just i was like he's good and i think he's gonna be good and i'm gonna buy him so i've just i have so many of his cars that i've just accumulated over the last two years and like he still is pretty cheap i'm still looking to, to get something nice
1: when you yeah, compare no, him to herbert and burrow i think the the gap isn't that wide and he
0: sells like three four yeah. x cheaper than them it, it's crazy. exactly the skill gap is a lot smaller than the price gap
1: yeah, a hundred percent.
0: If he can keep it up, he's getting he's getting up there because he's one of those guys where it's the new quarterback age where you got to be able to throw first accurately, but also run for a lot if you need to. So yeah. him, Allen, Mahomes, they're those are the you know those that's the type of quarterback you know Burrow as well, Herbert as well. Um, I agree. Type, that's the type of quarterback in this league, and he's he he got us throwing down this past season. So he's he's him. Jalen hurts is I, him.
1: I think he's like Cam Newton, but a, but a better thrower. I would say at peak, yeah, Cam Newton at peak, which is good. Yeah.
0: and he's a and he's a good guy. He's a good leader. If you watch some of his interviews, he's like a uh, he's the kind of guy you want, you know, on your football team. The way he is, very and then every single win, it's I'm not happy. I want I want more. I want the next win, like right. He's like I don't care. We're six and zero. I want to be seven zero. So that's what I like about him.
1: <laughs> Do you collect anything else besides Jalen Hurts, or mainly just like your teams and stuff?
0: There's really nothing I have that, like, I have a lot in my collection that I, like, I don't want to, like, I, for, for me, like, collection is something you're going to buy that you don't want to, like, you don't really ever want to sell. That's my definition of my collection. And I have a lot, I have a lot in there. I don't think there's anything that, like, I would never sell other than, other than the Eagles stuff. I love, I I have so much Eagles. I've put a lot of my collection money into the Eagles stuff just because that's what I like. But I have a ton of cool cards that I've pulled myself that i would never have bought otherwise but i'm like okay that's a really cool card i'm i'm gonna keep that so i think i have i'm trying to think i haven't actually gone through my cards in a little bit because normally every every other week or every other week or two, i'll just go through and see what see what i have add the new stuff i haven't done that in a, in a couple weeks but um i mean yeah i, I would say my, like what do you collect Jalen hurts Jalen hurts in the eagles i have a ton of just base like fletcher cox cards because you'll never see him right just a lot just a lot of eagles stuff that i like that you know some people might not but That's what it's about, right? It's about what you like and what you want to collect. So for when it comes to that stuff, Eagles, I got a ton of like liquid type of stuff. I got a ton of Burrow Herbert that I've pulled. It's cool, but like, you know, it's not like I would never, never move it.
1: No, I agree with you 100%. The definition of PC kind of changed over the years as the industry boomed. It used to just be like cards that you actually want to collect and never sell. But now people kind of throw that term around loosely and they they say cards that they'll sell are still their PC. But yeah. I think because the industry boomed, and now everything's worth so much more money, it's kind of tougher for people to like truly collect. I think.
0: Yeah, exactly. Because if you're like, if Joe and hurts, you know, I know it doesn't work like this. But if you were to say Joe hurts prices are you know double right now, you know, I have a lot of money in him. That would be hard to not to not sell off some of that stuff. So yeah, I mean, I get that, and it's also people who might overle over leverage themselves, and it's people who you know might need some money. So, you know, it's a it's so unique in the fact that it's not like a stock or it's not like just some, something where it's completely unemotionally just sell it. Right. If you like, Oh, well, this is the card that I had when I was a kid or, Oh, I pulled this card on my birthday. Like you, you kind of get connected to some of these cards and I find myself not selling when I should business wise.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the beauty of the hobby and it creates opportunities for other people coming in to play on that emotion and, and they can make money on that if, if they know what to do which is 100%. good. So so we all know Fanatics is coming into the industry and they're going to have a big impact in the coming future. How do you see that impacting what you do? Are you scared at all? Do you think it's going to be good, bad? Just what are your thoughts on that?
0: I think Fanatics is going to be very good for sports cards, specifically their CEO, Michael Rubin. Uh, a lot of these guys that you can't even get to sign your cards because they're redemptions, he's best friends with and hangs out with. So I think fanatics knows how to handle the athletes and how to really make cards way better for the consumer. That's their whole mantra. How can we make our product or this service the for better for the fan? Like that's, that's their thing. It's for the fan. So, I mean, you see some of the stuff we, we have to deal with now in some of these current boxes, <laughs> how much worse can it get? Right. I mean, I think they are going to really increase the quality control. He said, he already said there's no more redemptions. He's going to get everyone to sign on time. He's probably going to get, a lot new, more new people to sign than before. I just think that overall, Fanatics, the whole team, the, the, the amount of assets, the amount of power they have over you know, a company. like They're a multi-billion dollar corporation, right? There's a lot they can do. So, and then their mantra is not money first, it's fan first. I'm sure they wanna, they're going to make money. They're going to figure that out. And they're going to put in things to do that. But overall, they're a very like, we're good. We're, we're, we're fine with making all our money 10 years on the road. Uh, but we need to set it up to, to do that. And I think just overall, I think you're going to be seeing the cards and commercials during games. I think you're going to see the players opening cards way more. I just think it's going to be so much. More. I think it's going to be as streamlined as sports betting It's just sports cards, the way they market it. You see sports betting uh, commercials on every single NFL game, right? Every NBA, like they're all over. Uh, I think it's going to be as popular as, as, as that, and as fantasy. And just, it's going to be one of those, Oh, sports fantasy. Yeah, it's just a thing with sports. Like I, I, that's what it's going to be. We're so early. I still think.
1: But why sports betting has been, it was like illegal, and now it's legal, but sports cards has always been around. Why do you think sports betting took such a jump, but sports cards didn't kind of, it, it does. It's weird.
0: I wouldn't put them in the same category as like, like I, I put them in the same category for this example, as in like when you look at fantasy. Oh, yeah. Fantasy is just the thing with sports. It's just it's just known. It's just the th- betting. Yeah, it's just the thing with sports cards. It's just sports like it's just synonymous. A lot of people don't know sports cards. And I think that's the reason because it's so confusing. It took me hours and hours and hours of videos to, to watch how to uh, you know, what's the difference between the, the optic silver versus the prism silver versus national treasures versus PSA versus BGS versus all this different stuff. It's a lot to get into. So that's why I'm trying to make videos that will educate people. But I think the people that have the billion dollar marketing budgets are going to be able to do that <laughs> at scale.
1: That, that's actually a very good point, because when you're betting, it's like you either win or you lose. Like you bet the spread, you bet. Exactly. It's not that anyone outcomes.
0: can pick a team and press a button and anyone can draft a team and try and manage it for fantasy. Like it's, not, it's not that hard. You know what I mean? Anyone can buy merch. Anyone can, you know, whatever else there is, play it, play a video game. Like there's all these things that are synonymous with sports Madden, you know, even just like, like some merch, uh, betting fantasy, it's all very straightforward, easy sports cards. Isn't It's, it's, it is kind of complicated. And I think it, it doesn't have to be as complicated as it is, but it's definitely gotta be, you know, there's a lot to it and there's going to be to, to make this work. So I think it's just education, people learning, um, and taking the time to, you know, slow them in, uh, I maybe there's like a beginner set where it's just like uh you know, this is the first, this, the, the only set they really market and everyone gets it. Maybe they give it out for free at the games. I don't know. Like they're going to do something. It's going to get the average sports fan into sports cards and it's going to be think, right on their site. I think having multiple price points
1: is, is big where you can have packs that cost five bucks, 20, a hundred, 1, a yeah. thousand, because right now a lot of this stuff is super expensive and you don't have that much cheap stuff. So exactly. it's kind of, up for people to get in, and I think Fanatics is going to change that.
0: Yeah, I agree. And we're, we're about to go into a nice um, this this year's class. Everything is way cheaper. You can already tell. Certified was whatever it was, like two to two fifty, whatever that price range was. Um, I remember last year, it was it was, it was definitely more. And this class, the twenty twenty two football class, is going to get a lot more people to be able to buy some packs. But going to be cheaper. Not as many. There's not as many big big guys, unless Kenny Pickett or Bailey Zapp or Some of these guys really go off and it blows the price up. Until then, you're gonna have a good chance to get some cards pretty, pretty cheap, and That's not like the hard, not, and not like score or prestige. Like you can go to the store and get retail stuff now. It's, it's, it's you know, if you really want it, so it's not super hard. A lot of stuffs in the shelves. It's not gonna be your prism or your optic or your mosaic, but it's gonna be cards, right? I saw, I found playoff hangers at CVS. I bought, I bought one and made a video about it. Um, you can find some cards, but people want to get, you know, people want the the good stuff. So I think you're gonna be able to get prism. At a, at, a, at a good price this year, especially some of the retail stuff, optics, same thing. So I think once they come out, probably, you know, who knows when they're going to come out at this point. But uh, I think that's going to that's going to give us a little bit better price point and be able to lower some prices on things.
1: Yeah, the classes recently have been so good that it kind yeah. of jacked up the price. But you're 100 percent right. This football class will definitely be affordable, which is good for people
0: trying to get in. Yeah. 2020 and 2021 were like spoiled. There was like five quarterbacks per. It was it was crazy.
1: Yeah, the people think that's normal. I've been collecting rookies for 20 years. That's not normal. Yeah. You have classes like 16, 17 basketball. You have classes like twenty, nineteen football. Like th- those are average classes. And you look at like Herbert and you look at the basketball
0: classes. That's like not normal.
1: These yeah, classes there's like are-
0: 10 quarterbacks that are starting on in those two classes, 10 starting quarterbacks. Yeah. I mean, if you just do the 20. math, there's only
1: 30 teams. It's exactly. like it's
0: impossible to keep happening. Yeah. Not going to happen. Maybe one or two at the end of the season will stay for this class. Yeah. But we'll see. No, I mean, I'm excited. But yeah, it's those. We, we were spoiled. But we were spoiled with those. And those prices reflect that because of who you can get. I mean, 2020 is just with Hertz now, too. It's, that's, it's kind of insane how good that class is. And then you got all the, you know, then you got Jefferson. You got like, there's so many other guys. It's that class is nuts. That's going to go down. It's probably one of the best draft classes of all time.
1: I agree. You have Jonathan Taylor too. <laughs> oh my God! You have- and, and you have- can just
0: keep naming them, and they and it's so stacked. Yeah, I mean, Hurts, Herbert, Tua, and Burrow. When they're all playing good, they're all they're all top guys. Yeah,
1: no, they they definitely are. Tua is underrated. He's so underrated.
0: Yeah, after before that, I mean, before that uh, concussion, he was they were killing it. They were up against the Eagles as the as one of the you know the teams. So that's. That's true. Yeah. 2020 was nuts. I guess we're not going to see that for a little while.
1: Speaking of fanatics again, how do you think it's going to
0: change your ability to get product? I think they're definitely going to take control and however they do it. Um, uh, I don't know how I don't know how necessarily they're going to they're going to sell to the mass to the masses. They're definitely going to have some sort of program for breakers and shops. So I guess it just means, you know being in with that. And I think with what we're doing, with what we've done, you know, when, when that time comes, I think we'll be ready. And I think we'll be, uh, you know, I think we'll be good. I think it kind of puts everybody on a level playing field. Like
1: what you've done before isn't as important, in my opinion, like new people coming in kind of have an advantage because they don't, if you do good stuff now, it it doesn't really matter as much about the past or what
0: uh i mean as per as per what just getting products
1: no it's just like everybody needs to get products and it's like we're all trying to get it as opposed to like before it was like a bunch of different ways to try to like
0: oh gotcha yeah 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 yeah. before it's like i mean still now it's like the wild west right you're you know you're you're buying a case from some guy who isn't in his basement you're buying a case from blowout you're you know you're it's 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 all over the place so yeah i think they'll definitely you know systemize it and make it easier and just and, and just better
1: anything else you want to say or um i think that's good i mean
0: not sure i mean two years i was just making videos of you know don russ blaster packs i used one blaster which had 11 packs to get 11 videos Uh, and I, and, and, you know, now we're, we're ripping flawless in the regular. So I guess if you guys got something you want to do, just go for it.
1: Well, it's amazing to hear for new people coming in, you can literally have no money and and work your way up and then go to, to breaking flawless. So
0: literally no money, no back, no anything. So if you guys really want it and you just go after it and it, it, it takes a while, like it's a lot of work. You know, it really is. But if you like it, it, it doesn't really feel like work. This the last few months have gone by faster. I feel, I feel like I've missed the last few months of my life because of how fast they go. I wake up, go to the office, come back home, and it's 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 crazy how fast it goes because it's just fun.
1: Yeah, that's the beauty of the industry. It's just it's just so much fun. Work doesn't even feel like it's work.
0: So exactly,
1: yeah. Well, I appreciate you coming on. That was an awesome interview, and we'll, we'll keep in touch. Thank you. Absolutely, no problem. I appreciate it.